With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Name Three Songs. I'm Sarah Fagan. I'm Jenna Million, and this is a podcast where we discuss feminist issues in music and pop culture, all while empowering fangirls. Because let's be honest, fangirls knew about that band way before you did. Today, we are getting into musicians releasing the first music of the year. We have Lil Nas X with his single, J. Christ, and Ariana Grande with her single, Yes And, both stirring up a lot of controversy. Lil Nas X in relation to religious iconography and him saying that he's Jesus and Ariana in the fact that she just basically just made a diss track for the public. <laughs> Everybody's wild and out at the start of 2024, I think is leading to maybe a very interesting pop culture year. We, you know what? In we love gossip. <laughs> <laughs> we love some craziness. We love some gossip because it makes for an entertaining time on this podcast. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so a lot to discuss in that regard, but also for our Patreon, Jenna and I really did some brand exercising uh, because we did an episode talking about like our kind of like, I guess, kind of trend forecasting for the year, thinking about like what has been happening in pop culture over this last year and what what like sprinkles of trends we've started to see and what we think is going to lead from that. A lot of it revolves around the heartthrobification of Barry Keoghan. It's like a big, a big point of discussion. <laughs> in the patreon episode it was a little bit silly goofy but also way more in depth and thoughtful than i thought it was going to be (laughs) (laughs) i know i was like maybe we are trend forecasters at the very (laughs) least there are some fun and silly predictions over there so we will have that up on patreon at patreon.com slash name three songs and you can pay anything from one to ten dollars a month to get access to that as well as a lot of our back catalog that is up on patreon And for this episode, I will have all the timestamps in our Instagram stories, as well as save to highlights. And with all that being said, let's get into our fangirl nonsense. Sarah, would you like to kick it off? Because a lot of these feel very Sarah coded. (laughs) I mean, I think like the biggest one is that we have some photos that were sent into Demois of clearly Barry Keoghan and less clearly Sabrina Carpenter on a date at Luna Luna Park in LA. Honestly, that girl could be anyone, but I'm enjoying the rumors long, that long he hair, short. Yeah. Like I'm I'm enjoying <laughs> We're it Sabrina. I'm enjoying the rumors that he and Sabrina Carpenter are dating. I feel like it's what we deserve and if you go and you've listened to our Patreon episode about our 2024 predictions, this very much lines up with my prediction, which is that little freaks are just going to have a year. <laughs> Meaning not like quintessential heartthrob behavior men are going to be coming out on top. And I think Barry Keoghan and Sabrina Carpenter possibly dating is, you know, kind of everything to me personally. I love it so much. I do <laughs> agree that we may be having more weird couples and piggybacking off of that. Um, as people know, like Rosalia and Jeremy Allen White recently have been seen together and people are saying they're dating. I saw this TikTok of someone calling out the fact that when Rosalia and Raul Alejandro were together, 
they did like one award show together where they were like photographed on the red carpet and Raul was wearing like a tuxedo or whatever. And he had this rose like pin on his lapel. And it was like a very specific, very like unique rose shape. And Jeremy Allen White was just seen at the Critics' Choice Awards earlier this week. He had the same rose pin on his lapel, basically. I like to think that Rosalia is very like, oh, I'm going to pin my boyfriend. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's like her signature. Little th- like, yeah. I just like I yeah. like to believe so, that. Rosalia is just claiming her territory. She was not there at the award show with him. I feel like that's even more significant. The fact that she wasn't there and he was wearing like the Rosalia rose pin on his suit. Because it is very specific. I've not seen that rose before. So it's not like, as far as I know, just like a piece of jewelry that like it could have been a coincidence. Yeah. She's like, no, that's mine. That's mine. He's mine. I love that. She was like, they're going to keep fucking asking you about your underwear. I'm going to stake my claim. (laughs) It was like, you're going to be there alone. You're going to think of me. (laughs) Yep. But in other news of celebrities being extra, we do have Selena Gomez on her 37 millionth social media break of her lifetime. I was going to say of the year, but the year has only been like 15 days in. But also, (laughs) I think it is like her 37th million one of 2024 as well. After all of the drama around her gossiping at the Golden Globes. She was like, I'm going to take a social media break. And then literally 10 minutes later, she was like back on social media. And I just think it's so funny because honestly, like she seems like the type of like person who's been famous their whole life that doesn't understand that like taking a social media break doesn't mean like going to poop without your phone. Like she she doesn't. (laughs) She's taken actual breaks before, though. Like actually. Extended leaves. Well, I watched her like documentary or whatever, and I feel like she went off social then i just know that in the last like four months she said it like 27 times and every time she'll be back within like 48 hours the most recent break was 18 hours but it is funny because there's an article on slate.com that is like details all the time she said she was taking a break in the year 2023 and now 2024 it is pretty amusing with like the timelines of like when she then returned but it was funny because everyone was just make when she first said it, everyone was just making jokes like, OK, girl, see you tomorrow. And she came back like literally 18 hours later. I mean, I guess also like in her documentary, she did say like, oh, well, my team was running my Instagram. So it is completely possible that just like somebody on her team is like Selena. No, I it know, was like a personal. Kn- she like posted no, a photo no, of Benny. I know. Like, I know, I know. But I'm just saying oh. but, like, like it is just like funny to like think of like her people being like selena i know you said you were going to be on a break but you actually have to tease that you're going to be in this biopic and also you need to remind people that you're dating the ugliest man in hollywood (laughs) i mean going back to what you mentioned about selena basically having always been famous is sometimes like people i think people who like got famous so young like are disconnected from the rest of the reality that like people who are not famous live in Mm. and so selena like saying she's going to do this feels like a big statement to everyone, but she's never all that serious about it. Yeah. I don't know. No one knows. In the real world, when you meet somebody who like doesn't use social media or is like, oh, yeah, I'm on like a social media detox. It's like it can, for people who are very online. It's like, oh, wow. Like that's like a big move that you made. Right. Whereas right, like right. when somebody like Selena Gomez says it, I feel like her worldview is like so different to She's ours. Like, I'm closing the app. 
Yeah, because I'm also just like, in my mind, for celebrities, I'm like, how online can you really be, realistically speaking, without it causing you immense turmoil? If like we're as as fans, like not don't think of you as like a chronically online like celebrity, a la Troye Sivan. Like in my mind, these celebrities can't spend that much time on the internet, right? Right, right. And the fact that she does get mad about so much stuff that people like in her comments say. Yeah. You can just take a break. Yeah. Like you don't need to come back to social at all. (laughs) Yeah. It's just funny like how seriously she seems to take the internet. So I just feel like it's just like (laughs) not even fangirl nonsense, but just like nonsense of Selena Gomez, like not understanding how social media works and that like you don't need to read the comments if you don't want to. Like it'll be okay. It's all right. But in actual fangirl nonsense on our behalf and Io's behalf, Io Debris is honestly so funny because there has become this like inside joke about Io being Irish. And it's like the funniest thing ever because she's like fully leaning into it. Like at the Critics' Choice Awards when she like she won an award for being in the bear and she was like, <laughs> I have to think like Boston and Chicago and like all, she named all these places and she's like, and in a way, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and then tonight, so we're recording on Monday, so it's the night of the Emmys. She was doing an interview and somebody mentioned this again and she was just like, in a way, I am Irish. And then she's like, I got to give a shout out to Derry and Killarney. And she starts naming off all these like Irish like towns or cities and it's just like so funny because like everybody on twitter is like like at the critics choice awards like i think every person who was irish like actually irish that was there was wearing white and so yes. was io and they're like yeah wow i love the, the new irish, irish uniform. <laughs> yeah okay so i saw all of the tweets joking about her being irish or even the ones of like barry keoghan collecting all the irish people at the award yeah. show and included her in the photos <laughs> yeah I didn't know this was a joke. <laughs> I was like, that's so weird because I feel like I've never heard heard her speaking in an Irish accent. Like even when she's off camera, I'm like, I but I was like, okay, sure. But like I did I literally didn't know this was a joke until you like put this like linked it on our like oh doc no. to talk about. She, I don't she, like, like I, where like she, why did this happen? So she did an interview with Letterboxd about living in and like I don't even know if she actually lived in Ireland, but she said she lived in Ireland for four months. I don't know if like that's real well, or not. That that it said that she was doing that in preparation for like the Banshees movie, but she's not even in that. No, so yeah, it so like was a joke. Like in my mind, I'm like, she went to NYU. She could have studied abroad for four months in Ireland. Like, I don't know. So like, because she is like, does comedy and like, is like this personally, I don't know if like when she's like, oh, well I lived in Ireland. And then she just like, kind of like, yes and did it where she was like oh yeah because like the whole joke was was that she said that she was preparing to play a donkey in the banshees of an and it's like she just like went on this whole conversation about this role that she was supposed to play as a donkey in this movie and how like ireland felt like a home nation to her she like felt really like she belonged there and so ever since then irish people have been claiming her as theirs including like i just like what how did this even but like what did the interviewer say that prompted this so i don't know what the question was in the letterbox tiktok i was like in preparing for that and i guess the person behind camera was like yeah and then she's like oh i just like got really into character and then she starts talking in an irish accent about playing 
a donkey in this movie. So I have absolutely no idea, but it's the gift that keeps on giving and I will giggle about it forever. And I hope she keeps it up until she's old. I said this on our Patreon, but I want like her and or Rachel Sennett together or separately, whatever, but together they're very funny. I want them to make more movies together because I yes. think they're like an iconic duo and like they could should keep on giving us gifts, essentially. I want them to keep making her the main love interest in movies. Like I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, like her and Bottoms was so good. And I'm just like, I need more of this. I need more awkward sexual tension in all of the rom-coms. Because I just feel like her whole existence is like, everyone just seems like so in love with her. Like whenever you see anybody meet her, like, did you see that video after the Golden Globes? She was with Rami and they were like giggling. And then yeah. Mark Ruffalo comes up and yeah. he was just like so taken with her. And she was yeah. like, I lo- like, so like what is happening right now? I love you. And he was <laughs> like, no, little I love you. <laughs> like you said, it's a big year for little freaks. It is. She's included. <laughs> With all the silly, goofy things aside, we do have some real things to talk about today. A lot of it just being like artists who are dropping music. First off, we have Lil Nas X dropping his music video and new song called J Christ. This is like the first time Lil Nas X is giving us music in a while now. I think it's been a few years since Montero era. So this obviously being the new era for him. And if you guys remember... Montero was very much the music video was like him essentially cavorting with the devil, grinding on the devil. Things were happening. People were mad. He released those Satan shoes or whatever. Very much getting the Christians riled up. And essentially like that whole Montero era was like him being like, Christians are always going to be mad at me because like I'm a gay black man. So I'm just going to lean all the way into doing provocative, outrageous things to make people even more mad because it doesn't matter. And if we think also about the context in which Little Nas X came to us, I often forget that he literally was born out of TikTok with Old Town Road, which also was a song that was kind of just a joke. So it's like this being the next iteration of what Lil Nas X is going to give us. So the music video, J Christ, it is essentially Lil Nas X playing Black Jesus. And he kind of said this himself. It's really funny because you see like the basically the gates of heaven and like the people who are entering it. And it's like Obama, Kanye, like Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran are both in line. And then it's like Oprah and Mariah Carey. And it, it was very funny. People who are getting to Lil Nas X's heaven. And then there's different scenes of him being Jesus. Again, he's like playing basketball with the devil, like defeating the devil. He's like Noah's Ark, escorting the animals to safety, Mm. sailing this boat to safety. There's dance numbers involved. But essentially a lot of Christian iconography of him playing different roles and him essentially saying like, look at everything I've accomplished. I think what he's kind of clarified to us is that this is him being like, look at everything I've accomplished. Look at like all the success I've had, despite the fact that like I'm, I'm a gay black man and like I have been controversial in the past. Like I very much hold a position of power and command within the music industry. And in that regard, comparing himself to Jesus. I think that was his intention. However, many people on the internet were very, very, very upset about this to the point where Lil Nas made an apology video which i don't even think he needed to do yeah because i feel like that discounts his art like apologizing for it because it like his apology i think directly canceled out like whatever artistic vision at least again from my perspective having like no background (laughs) no personal knowledge of like actual 
Christianity, but I would assume that like apologizing for the way in which he like artistically used this iconography like would take away from the artistic vision and make it seem more like he did it for political reasons. Well, okay. So the thing is that I think given his history and given the fact that all of Montero was him cavorting with the devil, people went into this video assuming that he was mocking Christianity once again. Yeah. And I think that's like a rightful assumption given like everything he's ever done is to provoke and to get people mad and to get people riled up. So, and the fact that the promo leading up to this was like, there was a photo of him like posing as like an angel or whatever, a godlike figure, but also like holding machine guns. And then he posted Mm -hmm. a fake acceptance letter to Liberty university, which is a real university. That's like a Christian Christianity based university Mm -hmm. saying that like, Oh, I'm going to go study Christianity like in, in 2024, blah, blah, blah. The fact that the promo leading up to it was very much a joke. Oh, the other like imagery he posted was like him, like quite literally on a cross. So people already in advance of the music video were getting really upset about this. And I just think that even the way he positioned all of it, there was, I just feel like there was no way for people to read this as like a serious critique on like his career and his success. No matter how you frame it, it was going to be viewed as a mockery. Yeah, because it's like you have to do one thing or another. Like you can't do the troll posts if you want it to be taken seriously as some form of commentary Because, like, we have this really good article in Rolling Stone by Larisha Paul that she wrote in regards to, like, the music video and the imagery that he was using to promote the song and all that. And she was, like, acknowledging how, like, pop stars before him, like Lady Gaga and Madonna, have utilized Christian, Catholic, whatever, like, iconography to kind of, like, make a point and, like, use it as a message or, like, even to just, like in Lady Gaga's sense, like, compare herself to, like, her life story to, like, the life story of, like, Jesus and Judas or whatever. And it's, like, in those ways, it's, like, there is an artistic point of using Christianity or, like, in Madonna's sense, like, a political reason in regards to, like, the church being, like, it's not, like, her, like, a virgin song is, like, a, like anti-Christianity, whatever. And it's, like, okay, well, then I'm going to use, like, your... I'm going to continue to use your iconography in my art. Madonna's music video for Like a Prayer was like literally denounced by the Vatican because it it like featured like burning crosses and an erotic depiction of Jesus. And like they were just like, this is blasphemy. We hate this. And then she just continued to use that same iconography to like send her message that she was trying to send like in her art. And I just feel like in the regard to if you're trying to like get a point across or like have a message or like utilize something that like maybe was at some point part of your life but is no longer part of your life in your art i understand people getting upset about it and getting mad about it i'm not going to like shit on those people for being upset about seeing imagery like that but also at the end of the day it's like it doesn't necessarily seem like any time madonna or Lady Gaga has done something like this, that they've done it from like this place of like, I'm just doing this to get a rise out of people. It felt like they were doing it to like genuinely try and tell the story that they're trying have a to conversation tell and have yeah. a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I was just thinking like while we were talking about this as well, a few things come to mind. One is what we've talked about in the past, which is that America is largely ruled by Christianity, even yeah. though 
church and state are supposed to be separate. Christianity informs a lot of political and personal moral values in this country and the way people are raised. And so like for someone like Madonna and her song, Like a Virgin, like that was a really big deal, especially at the time when it came out of people like, you know, having sex before marriage and like the purity. And like, we have a whole episode in which we literally like talked about like what it meant to be like the virgin whore complex yeah, and how Christianity like literally informs the idea of purity. And I think the other idea that comes into play here is things being holy. And so Madonna literally throwing that out the window with like burning crosses and stuff like that. But the other thing that I don't think we've talked about as much on this podcast, but just came to mind in thinking of all of this is the backlash that has come throughout the decades. I think specifically as it pertained to like rock music about essentially Mm. rock music, like rotting the kids' brains or like corrupting children and stuff like that. And that being largely rooted in religion, but largely rooted in conservative values of what purity is and what you're supposed to be and the rules you're supposed to follow like as a quote unquote acceptable person of society and rock music Mm. very much challenging that. And then I'm sure there was an era of hip hop very much challenging that. And so that's kind of coming to mind here of music having always been something that is an art form that pushes the boundaries of Mm. these conversations, especially as it comes to religion. And it feels like with Lil Nas, like with the way that he did Montero and then this, it feels like he wasn't really trying to send a message as much as he was just trying to get people talking. It just feels like there's no deeper conversation to be had. Like there's no conversation about like, what if Jesus was black or like, I mean, arguably he's like not a white person and, you know, he's very whitewashed and Western yeah. Christian media. But like, or what if like God was a woman, you know, like conversations like mm-hmm. that what if like this thing you're worshiping is not what you thought it was would be a deeper conversation. And that doesn't feel like what little Nas X is doing. It feels like it literally is just to get people talking period without. And he said like, my art always has like deeper meaning and you guys just think I'm a troll, but like whether or not that was missed, I just also don't know if it's there. I think it like doesn't help his case when he is posting stuff that like turns out to have been a joke because I saw a TikTok the other day, the black woman and she was religious and she saw his thing about going to that Liberty University. Like she saw that thing and she was like, oh, like, I'm so happy for him. Like he's done learning during all whatever. And then like two days later, I saw like another video from the same woman being like he was pretending like he's such a like he's fake. He was just trying to get our hopes up. So that way we would be like even more upset when we saw what he did. Like he's like mocking the Jesus iconography of him on a cross, like whatever. And so it seemed very much so that like religious people were like thinking that he had come to their side and then they felt like a slap in the face to then see the actual cover art for the song or the album. And so I think also it's like the confusing juxtaposition of like him being like, oh, like there is deeper meaning here. Like it's my story of like feeling like you know, Jesus was killed and then came back from the dead. And like, I relate to this. He had the greatest comeback of all time. And I relate to that in regards, whatever. And like, but I feel like the posting of like, oh, I'm going to go study the Bible and like these kind of things, like kind of cancels out whatever real deeper meaning he did have behind the ideas for the video, you know? Yeah. And I also just wonder if like, based on like him getting his fame off TikTok, I just wonder if his brain is wired differently. (laughs) And like, it's funny, but I just mean that like, he's so used to just doing things that are provocative for the Mm. clicks 
that it's mm-hmm. like, even if he was trying to approach us in a different way, I don't know if he knows how to do it mm-hmm. or like if he has the people supporting him to do it because the way it came off was yet again, just another click bait video. If this video meant something deeply to him and like, if this song means something deeply to him, which I assume it does because he makes um, like, I think he makes very good art. Like it seems more like he's upset with himself in regards to the fact that people are not taking it seriously while also still being like upset with everyone for like, yeah, it's not understanding that he is an artist, which like I think are both valid emotions to be feeling about this. So in his video, he said, I didn't mean to mock. This wasn't a fuck you to people. This fuck you to the Christians. That was not what it was. It was I'm back like Jesus. I'm not the first person to dress up as Jesus. I'm not the first rapper and I won't be the last. And then he goes on to say, I know, given my history with Montero, anything that I do related to religion can be seen as a mockery. That was just not the case with this. And then he said, though I don't agree with all of Christianity's rules, I know not everybody follows Christianity by the book 100% or the world would be a lot crazier. He said with a video, there's not disrespect there. I thought me clearly not being on the side of the devil in the video was, I don't know, there was an understanding that I'm not trying to diss Christianity. And then he goes on to say, I know this isn't going to be an immediate swift, everybody moves forward, but I do want my Christian fans to know that I'm not against you. I was put on this earth to bring people closer together and promote love. That's who I am. So I think this is interesting because Sarah and I were kind of talking about this before. And I think that anytime Christian iconography is used in a way that's not directly to worship Jesus or practice a religion is going to always be criticized. I don't think Christianity with all of its values and morals that we've already explained doesn't like virgin, like has notions about virginity and like holiness and like purity. Mm. It's never, it's never going to like its imagery being used for anything other than directly worshiping the cause. But I do think it's interesting as a comparison, Lady Gaga, who has talked about being Catholic, who identifies Mm. as being Catholic, who was raised Catholic and her music video for Judas in which she's basically talking about somebody in her life who wronged her and backstabbed her in the same way that Judas backstabbed Jesus. The whole song is drawing parallels between the two storylines. And then in the music video, she is Magdalene getting stoned to death. And Mm. that video also got a huge, 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 huge amount of backlash from like different Catholic spokespeople, Mm. even though she was quite literally using the imagery, like in the sense it was meant to be used. She wasn't making a mockery of it in any sense. She wasn't like doing it as satire. She was like very literally using the imagery, but even portraying herself as a biblical character got her a load of backlash. So like in comparison, I just don't think there's a scenario in which using religious iconography in any way other than directly practicing and worshiping is ever going to be seen as okay by Christian people. You do definitely see like anytime anybody uses any form of like Jesus's image or anything that's not in the way that like Western white people who believe in Jesus think that Jesus should be depicted. They're just like, we hate you. You're awful. This is blasphemy. And I just like don't think that that's factually accurate. So I think it will be interesting to see what happens with the rest of Lil Nas's music and promotions. My like final thought on this is still just that he maybe has the intention but doesn't know how to go about it. It doesn't know how to not be a clickbait 
person. And maybe this will make him think a little bit deeper on how he approaches that. But in regards to backlash following a single being released, Ariana Grande finally released some new music with a single called Yes And. And it has most of the internet getting really annoyed because I think Ariana Grande has somehow escaped the white woman places herself as the victim narrative that Taylor Swift has had following her her whole career. When I think Ariana in a very similar vein does like to view herself as like everybody's out to get me. Why me? Why me? And it's like, I don't know. Look at your skin color now and look at it a year ago and come back to me on that. And she was like very much in the news over the summer because of her potential affair but like the divorce with her ex-husband Dalton and like quickly getting into a relationship with Ethan Slater who's her co-star in the Wicked movie that they're filming right now who was also married whose wife had just had a baby and from the outside looking in it's like there's no way that these two people weren't having an affair you know and like the reporting very much so was like oh Ariana relationship with Dalton was like already ending blah blah blah. there's this page six article by Sarah Whitman where they said that in July 2023 page six confirmed Grande who met Slater on the set of the of the Wicked movie in London early last year and her husband of two years Dalton Gomez were ending their marriage a source told us at the time that Grande and Gomez were separated for months before they decided to legally split and stayed really good friends throughout the entire process. And so Ethan Slater and his wife had filed for divorce also in July of 2023. And according to page six, a person close to the situation had told them that the pair had broken up like two months before he started romancing Ariana Grande. But his ex-wife literally exclusively told page six that Ariana Grande is not a girl's girl. And she said that her family was just collateral damage and that she was like completely blindsided by the divorce. So we have like two sides of the story of the ex-wife being like, no, this came out of nowhere. And then I guess either Ariana or Ethan Slater's team being like, no, like he, they were, it was like, they, it was over like before the divorce, like she knew that this was happening and so, like, this was just a big thing that was going on and everybody was talking about it because, like, it is crazy, regardless of whether or not, like, their marriage was already over when Ariana and Ethan, like, had gotten to whatever they got into. It's still, like, a woman with a child at home. And so, like, th the thing that's interesting here is, like, in this song, Ariana is basically complaining about people not minding their business and there is like a whole lyric where she says, say that shit with your chest. Keep moving like what's next. Yes. And your business is yours and mine is mine. Why do you care so much whose dick I ride? And I've said this countless times on the podcast. Like when you agree to become a famous person, you are also agreeing that you are a public figure and therefore your business is a business that people are interested in. And I do very strongly believe that celebrities should be allowed to have a private life. But I also think if you're seen out and about with somebody when everybody thinks you're with somebody else and you're acting coupley and doing coupley things, obviously people are going to take pictures of that and send them into places and want more information about it because you're a public figure and the whole world has some level of a parasocial relationship with you yeah. and thinks they yeah. know who you are. Similarly to like, even if I if I saw like a coworker whose girlfriend I met once out in public, 
being too close to another woman, I would take a photo. We're nosy as humans in general, but also like you want to know what the fuck is going on. And even if they were like broken up and you just don't know because your coworker is not actually your friend as a girl's girl, my automatic reaction would be to take a photo and find their girlfriend. Investigative work. <laughs> yeah. It's do investigative hobby. work to make, to make sure that, you know, his, the person I perceive to be their girlfriend is either no longer their girlfriend or soon to be no longer their girlfriend. But fans heard this song and they heard the lyrics and they were just like, Ariana, <laughs> Be fucking for real was kind yeah. of like the 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 grand response to this song. I just think it's interesting, like with Thank You Next being such a massive hit and mm. this like by the title feeling like something along the same lines of what we know and love from Thank You Next mm. and Thank You Next not being a diss track to the public, but more so like about her love life. I guess, which also like if you're straight up singing about your love life and name dropping your exes, like, and then you're going to ask us to not commentate on like who you're publicly seen on dates with. I don't know. That feels wild. But I think everyone expected it to be like a cheeky, oh, like Ariana's going to pop off. And like she did pop off, but like in an entirely different way that like feels like she doesn't understand the way celebrity works. But I don't know. I mean, Doja's also been critical of like people perceiving her and stuff like that and even write songs about it. Like Doja will be like, you guys basically pay my bills and you're obsessed with me, but I like being famous. Like she has a song that basically says that. But it's just kind of interesting because it's like, this is like a little bit of a different way where it's like a diss track to the public. It's like the way she went about it just... I mean, clearly she did this for herself. Well, I mean, okay, so Laura Snapes for The Guardian wrote like a review of the song, but she included in it this like Instagram post that Ariana had made, which Laura just said at the end of 2023, where Ariana wrote, I have never felt more pride or joy or love while simultaneously feeling so deeply misunderstood by people who don't know me, who peace whispers together and make what they want out of me and their assumptions of my life. And like, okay, I understand like being hurt and upset that like people are misconstruing your story. But if you're that hurt and upset, just like take back the narrative, talk to somebody, do an interview, do whatever you can to like at least give your side of the story is my viewpoint on it where it's like, again, you're choosing to be famous you're doing this like you've chosen to be a public figure there are so many jobs available where you don't need to do this like even if she just stayed doing broadway the amount of people in her business would have been so much less and she still would have gotten to do what she loved and been successful she didn't have to be this famous like she didn't have to be somebody who's like everybody's interested in her business and like it's not so much that i don't have empathy for her because i do because like i'm not I'm not a horrible person, but I think at the same time, it makes me respect people less when they're just like, why are you all up in my business? And it's like, why wouldn't we be? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't. Part of your job is us being in your business. It's like without us being in your business, you would have You wouldn't be famous. Yeah. Yeah. It's not only fans that we're talking about 
this whole relationship thing. The media was reporting on it. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is like in the lyricism, like she's not being specific about who she's calling out. So in this case, it's like journalists feel attacked, like the media feels attacked, but also her fans feel attacked. So like everybody on every level feels attacked when it's like you did something crazy because also the filming for Wicked started in December of 2022 and went all the way up until the actors and writers strike happened. And then it paused. So realistically thinking, like if we're going to be really honest, even if Ethan Slater and his wife broke up two months before this divorce happened, like that still gives like four months, four or five months of Ariana and Ethan on that set and her flirting with him because he's the only straight man on the cast or whatever is going on, you know, like there's four or five months unaccounted for that would have led to these divorces slash breakups happening from both parties. And like, I can understand if you're not married to somebody being in England, being in a different country from your significant other, why a relationship, just like a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship would fizzle out, but a divorce two divorces one of them with like a brand new baby involved like you don't just end a marriage because things get tough because you're filming a movie in england yeah there has to be more to it and that baby is so baby is such a baby you know and so it's like of course there's going to be speculation and conversation about it because it's like how can we not do the investigation and like the assuming about these things when you think when you see the facts like how can you not yeah well i think also i mean we know how much conversation there was about the whole joe and sophie breakup i feel like anytime there's any kind of breakup or drama with a celebrity that's that famous it's always going to be spoken about period like if this scenario happened with somebody in your friend circle like in your real life, like yeah. the gossip would be wild. Yeah. Like the tea of like so-and-so knows so-and-so knows so-and-so. Like it yeah. would be so juicy. You'd be sitting around with your girlfriend, like having a sit down being like, did you hear this? And so yeah. like this then on a celebrity, any celebrity breakup of this size, Ariana being one of the most famous people in the world, yeah. it's going to be talked about period and then on top of that, the fact that there was all these extra details about like a double divorce, the kid being involved, the guy looking like Ariana's brother. <laughs> like there's so many layers here that like it could never not be talked about because this is the nature of how celebrity dumb works, how the media yeah. works, how consumers consuming media and consuming celebrity culture works, period. Yeah. The whole thing is so interesting. And I feel like her responding to the rumors and conversations around her being done in song is also a choice okay i think the because i was like ooh, more celebrities should do like a diss track to the public via song because it would be really funny but now i feel like it just feels like really disconnected like i yeah, feel it's, like her it's like similar- talking directly to the public audience dissing them in a song feels like so disconnected from reality yeah, because it feels like, again, similarly to like the Selena Gomez quitting Instagram, like saying she's going to quit Instagram thing. It's like the amount of times that celebrities make it so clear that they're like not part of the real world. Yeah. And like put out things like this that are so out of touch where it's like, oh, 
everybody's going to come to my support and see where I'm coming from and see like, oh, I was hurt by this. So therefore it wasn't acceptable for them to be acting in this way. And he's like, no, like go touch some grass. It's just like, they're just so unaware of how the real world functions and that they're not the center of our universe to the point where if we hear that we've upset them, we're never going to talk about them again. Or like, right, there's going to be a bunch of retraction articles that come out or whatever the case may be. And like, similarly, like this page six article that I was quoting from with like the information is literally titled Ariana Grande slammed as homewrecker by fans as she addresses Ethan Slater backlash in Yes And. And all of the facts that I gave you guys was page six basically being like, at no point did anybody say that Ariana Grande was a homewrecker. And I think like it's so funny because I said in the Scooter Braun thing that it feels very much like page six must have a source within Scooter Braun's management camp. Yeah. Because Ariana Grande was a management client of Scooter Braun And all of the stories felt very much from Ariana's side. And so I just think it's funny that they wrote this article where it's like, no, we didn't call her a home record. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's really funny. I just think it's like very out of touch in regards to just celebrities not getting that like, okay, we hurt your feelings. So I also sorry. just like don't see this song being that popular (laughs) like she's just so famous i don't know if it could not not be popular but like as compared to like thank you next like that was just like and again comparing them because it feels like she's trying to do the same thing but thank you next was just so like iconic and then pete davidson being on like snl and like the chaos that ensued there whereas this feels disconnected from reality and the type of song that she gave us is something that like we have from other pop stars and like Mm. feels kind of like in this song being in the same vein of music that we already have from pop artists like Dua Lipa and Beyonce and just this kind of like very like disco pop song like I'm sure it's gonna be an earworm I'm sure it's gonna be played DJs are gonna like on radio or whatever yeah I just feel like it's not gonna be a a cultural moment and people aren't gonna be like actually that excited about it based on like the contents of the song it just seems very much like based off of the public reception on the internet like it just seems like everybody's kind of like rolling their eyes at the fact that she's like so upset with the public that she wrote the song because also it's like if this relationship with ethan doesn't last like is she gonna look back on this and be like what was i doing because i just think it's kind of like hypocritical to be like why do you care whose dick I ride when like her most general public famous song like Jenna keeps saying is thank you next where she literally calls out every man whose dick she rode. <laughs> so it's like we care because you've let us. Yeah. She's called out people before like she did a couple of like I don't know if it was like Instagram lives or like something when people were like concerned because when she went into this like white girl blonde hair phase she had lost a lot of weight And people were, like, concerned that she was, like, developing an eating disorder, like, wasn't healthy or, like, something was wrong with her. And she had said that, like, oh, like, this is, like, the healthiest I've ever been. Like, this isn't your business. And she, like, acknowledges this in the song, too, by saying, my face is sitting. I don't need no disguise. Don't comment on my body. Do not reply. Your business is yours. The mine is mine. And so it's, like, again, it's just these things where... I think that she doesn't understand that people were commenting on this because they were concerned and care for her. 
And instead, she's viewing everything kind of as judgment, I guess. And again, kind of just like placing herself as this like victim character when like, I don't really think anybody's ever been that horribly mean to Ariana Grande in the press. I mean, there was like all of this scrutiny around like her appropriating black culture. Like that was definitely a lot of scrutiny she got, but it felt like she never really addressed any of the cultural appropriation stuff other than like her doing a remix of Seven Rings with Two Chains, which was basically him just co-signing Ariana's allowed to do this. I mean, so she has like faced criticism. But I think also like in that regard with the cultural appropriation, I don't even think like it was ever as much of a conversation as I think it should have been, if I'm going to be honest. But also that's definitely something that she knew she was in the wrong in regardless of like what she was saying. So I think it's harder to be to position yourself as a victim in that, because if you try and position yourself in a victim as a victim, when people are saying you're culturally appropriating, it's just going to get so much worse for you. And this is more personal in the sense that it's her love life and her like daily whatever she's doing with her life. So it's a lot more personal to her when people are coming at it with criticism. I mean, all of it is really interesting. I think like the Lil Nas X thing, like it'll be really interesting to see like what the rest of his album, like cycle promotion cycle looks like. And if the whole album promotion plan is to continue with this like Christian iconography or if that was just for this one song. And the same thing with Ariana, like this is leading up to an album as well. So I'm just curious to see like what the main storyline and through line of this album is going to be following this because like i'm like oh like is this gonna be like her reputation album where like she thinks it's one thing and everybody else thinks it's another like right only time will tell and it'll be interesting so if you guys have any thoughts or feelings about this you can come hit us up on social media we are at name three songs on all platforms if you have any personal grievances or love you would like to send either mine or jenna's way i'm at sarah underscore fagan on all platforms and jenna is at jenna underscore million so thanks for joining us this week on name three songs and until next time never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band and remember you're never too cool to pretend you're irish don't forget to subscribe to be notified when each episode comes out and leave us a five-star review they really help if you want to find out more about any of the sources we referenced in this episode you can visit name three songs.com with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.